Welcome to the Freshman Foundation Podcast, helping you make the jump from high school athletics to the collegiate level and beyond with your host, Michael Huber. Hey everyone, it's Mike Huber, founder and CEO of the Freshman Foundation and certified mental performance consultant. If you're listening to this episode, then you're likely a student athlete or family member of one. Thank you for taking the time to listen. Hopefully you find our podcast valuable. Mental performance coaching allows young athletes to show up at their best every single day by conquering distractions, pressures, and mental roadblocks through evidence-based strategies. So let's talk. You can visit my website at michaelvsinvincenthuber.com to schedule a free strategy session. Let's see if mental performance coaching is a fit for your family. Enjoy this episode, and thank you again for listening. How is Beth Jessup helping families navigate the youth sports learning curve? One research organization has projected that the youth sports market in the United States will reach $78 billion by 2026. Even the most idealistic person would have difficulty denying that youth sports is big business. So how does the average American family navigate this landscape? My guest on this episode, Beth Jessup, is founder of Sports Parents United, whose motto is, love first, sports second. Beth's mission is to facilitate healthy participation in youth sport, in which the young person is valued in totality, not just as an athletic performer. Sports Parents United provides valuable resources to families seeking to effectively navigate the youth sports learning curve. In episode 43, Beth discusses how her own experiences as a competitive athlete and a parent of young athletes inspired her to found and grow Sports Parents United. We explore the idea that young people need to take more ownership of their youth sport experiences in order to sustain participation past the age of 13 and into adulthood. I'm excited for this conversation. Let's build your foundation with Beth Jessup. Hi, Beth. How are you? I am good. How are you? I'm doing great. It's good to see you today. Yes, I know. I'm excited. It's great. I'm excited too. Thanks for coming on. Uh, it's great to have you here. So I guess to get started, I, I'd let you, in your own words, um, respond to the question of what is Sports Parents United all about for you? Yeah. So Sports Parents United is all about um, raising a nutritionally fit, physically fit, and mentally fit athlete. So um, we're really focused on eating well, uh, moving well, and thinking well, which is really fundamental to all athletes at any age, any skill level. Um, hopefully, the idea for youth sports is to have an athlete who is a lifelong athlete. Like, I hope that <laughs> kids are still playing. Um, my aunt just passed away um, last October, and she was 94, I believe, Um and she was still playing basketball. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> basketball. Yes, basketball. Um, and it kept her going. You know, it kept sure. her going for so long. And so to me, that's like the ideal goal of youth sports. Like we never think about that long-term goal. Like we never think about youth, like a kid playing T-ball, still playing at 75 in a, a you know, a men's league, <laughs> whatever that looks like. That's what Sports Parents United is all about. That lifelong athlete, that kid who's who can move well, who can think well, who eats well, who does all these basic fundamental things that carry on way into the future. Well, that that speaks to me. I I played uh, baseball in the men's league for over 15 years, and I had to stop in the last few years due to some pretty significant injuries, but. I, I still know people who are in their 40s into their 50s, and I've seen guys that in that 60 and 70 year old age group still playing, yes. and it's an amazing thing to watch, and it's very uncommon. But you're right; like I think, we'll, well, I'm sure we'll get into this more, but like what the you know what the research shows is most young people are dropping out at a very young age, even before high school, mm-hmm. and that has implications for the long term in terms of staying physically fit and physically active into adulthood. And I think that we're not really focusing on that part of the picture. 
No, no, not at all, really. Um, <laughs> youth sports, I think, has shifted even from when I played um, youth mm-hmm. sports and college sports. And I mean, it's been a while. Um, just in my, from the time I played to raising my kids, the shift of the focus of youth sports um, has changed dramatically. And I think we've lost some of that sense of the passion of the game, the love of the game, um, the fundamentals that have to have to be the um, foundation for athletes. Uh, I mean, we talk about it, but there is a big difference between talking about it and then doing the things that it takes. And that is, that's what sports parents United is providing resources for sports parents to focus on these fundamental things. It's not, it's not the big sexy things that, you know, that that are, um, that people tend to gravitate towards, which is why youth sports has kind of headed in that direction. It's like just the fundamental things that we have to do on a daily basis. Are we doing these things well as parents? Are we eating well? Are we moving well? Are we thinking well? Because it runs down the leash. If we're not doing it, it's really hard to then tell your child, you know, you need to be doing these things. And they look at their parent and their parent's not doing any of those things. Um, it's just really important that we that we get that as sports parents, because if we can focus on those fundamental things, um, we're setting their we're setting them up for success as opposed to focusing on the things that we may not even have much control over. We have control over you know, eating well and moving well and thinking well. We really do. Um, and so we tell our athletes, you know, control the controllables all the time. <laughs> yep. <I laughs> How do. about we control those controllables? So um, so that's kind of the direction that we're headed with Sports Parents United. Well, and, and, and it's, oh my God, there's so much in there. Um, you know, and, and I think there is a disconnect between the way adults want children to act and the way the children, uh, the way the adults act themselves. Um, and that's a whole conversation in and of itself. So maybe we'll get, get back to that. Cause I don't right. want to get on my soapbox. We just started the, I, I know I, I usually get to the soapbox for the end when we're sort of wrapping up. So it's a Sounds little bit good. easier to swallow for people. Um, but, but so I guess, was there something specific that inspired you to start the organization? Well, yeah, actually, it started out as um, Sports Moms United, and we've recently rebranded to Sports Parents United to get everybody on the same page. Um, and really, Sports Moms United came out of um, <laughs> from my mom. Um, she was she passed away in two thousand and four, but she was just she was an amazing sports mom. She did it. She just did it well, and it was because. She loved first, like her, her motive was love first, sports second. And which is actually kind of our, our, what we encompass with Sports Parents United now. Um, She loved the game. She loved watching. She loved just um, everything about it. And, and you could feel that. And I felt that. And I, it like ignited a passion in me for sports, just her love, her love for it. It wasn't anything about how she was telling me what to do. It was just her presence there enjoying the game and loving it and loving watching me. Um, Yeah, she would sometimes at the car ride home wasn't, you know, (laughs) but we're all a work in progress. Um, But yeah, there there was just something there about the way in which she um, loved everything about it that just ignited my passion for it. Was she an athlete? She was. Yeah, she was. Yep. Um, she played, um, lacrosse. Um, so, um, she's from back East. And so, uh, yeah, she was, and she was a gym teacher. So she just had a love of sports, um, I think. And so she just was just a great fan, you know, she just loved sports. And so I think that's where I got that love too. I mean, she just expressed it well. Um, and so that it, I wanted to honor that. Yeah, I think what I I think what I observe, and this is not universal, but what I think what I observe is I think the parents who have had long athletic careers, and that's obviously a relative term, but have played you know at competitive levels, tend to be a little bit more 
um, reasonable about their kids' sports experience because they've already lived that dream. I think the people who haven't competed as much or maybe didn't get to where they want to go, you know, I think there's more living vicariously through and more stress in the system because they want their kids to be something that they weren't. And um, that's a generalization, which maybe that's not always true, but I think it's important, right? Because I think as, as young athletes, they have to find their way and have their own experience. And if it's, you know, if it's more about you than it is about them, or if it's a conditional type of love, or at least it's perceived to be conditional by the young person, it's going to be a really rocky relationship going up through the years, right? And as they get older and they feel like, hey, I'm being controlled or I'm being told what to do, or I'm just, I don't like the way this is going. They're mm-hmm. going to say, Hey, screw this. I'm not doing it anymore. It's mm-hmm. not fun. So why would I waste my time? And, right? on the and it's fun- such a time, it's such a big time commitment now. Yes. Yes. And on the flip side of that. So I have this incredible passion, right? For sports. And then mm-hmm. I have, I'm raising athletes who have abilities that I see that, (laughs) (laughs) which is right. We were talking about this before we recorded. Yeah. Yes. Which is every parent has, you know, every parent looks at their child and has a perception of where they are. Some it's, their perception is wrong completely. And some, um, they're on, you know, they're, they're kind of on point, but, um, with my son, I see his abilities, but, um, he doesn't have the drive and passion that Mm -hmm. necessarily right now it hasn't sort of clicked yet. Um, and, and as an athlete who ha- who is super passionate, I have to back off my own, you know, agenda. And, um, but it's, I mean, it's, I do this as I, you know, as Sports Parents United, I look at this all the time and I see, and I'm observing it. And even, even in doing it all the time, I, it's hard for me, <laughs> you know, and I'm watching it and, and observing it and thinking, okay, this is the way we need to do this differently, but I get caught up in it too. So, well, I think what you've just described is somebody who's human, yes. right? And and I learned that the, I learned that the hard way recently. I was coaching one of my son's baseball games, and I like got frustrated with the other coach who was doing some things that I thought were just not right given the situation, and I lost my temper in front of the kids, and like I reflected on it immediately. Like I knew I was wrong. Um, but like, I just was like, oh, like it's, it's just human, right. Mm -hmm. To like, look at a situation. And sometimes we just can't rein in those emotions because Mm -hmm. we care so much about what's happening or the people around us that it just gets frustrating and it comes out that way. But, you know, for me, one of the biggest things that I am, I'm, I'll talk till I'm blue in the face about it is like to apologize. Right. So like I apologize to my parents and I apologize to the other coach and I haven't seen the kids yet because we've had some bad weather, but like I'll apologize to them because it's like, you got to take responsibility. It goes back to what you were saying, right? We have to model a behavior we want to see from young people. And if I don't take responsibility for my poor behavior, then, Mm -hmm. then what the hell, what are we doing? Exactly. And I, I think you, I think what you said is really important about you had a conviction, a moment of, I know this was wrong. (laughs) There are a lot of parents and coaches who don't have that moment that for some reason there is a, I don't, I'm not even sure what it is, but we, we've, we've lost that sense of that moment of, oh, this was wrong. I need to apologize. And as adults. And so again, we're talking about it running down the leash. If, if they don't have that moment and, and react and do the right thing as parents, and coaches, then how are their kids supposed to see that and then model that? So we yeah. have to get back to where, why have we lost to that sense of, I just individually, I just did something that I need, I'm convicted that that's not the right thing to do. And I need to apologize. How do we get, where do we get back to that? Well, I think for me, you know, it's about values, right? Mm-hmm. I know what I value in my own life. And that's a, that's, that's like 47 years of experiences mm-hmm. and, and very, very, you know, strong ones with things that, you know, things that I've learned from. And like, I have a very clear set of values as it relates to my life and, and sports and the way I look at it. I, I think for a lot of people, the value, if we put it in the sports context, and, and I think it probably makes sense is the value is on winning. The, the value is on performance and, that's not controllable completely. It's, it's in fact, it's mostly not in your control. And so when, when it ends up happening is when things don't go your way on a field, people start to point fingers, right? The blame of 
it's the umpire's fault. It's my teammates' fault. It's the other team's fault, but it's never my fault, you know? And my son, who's grown up with a father who's always taught him about like being accountable and like, look at yourself in the mirror. He still does it, right? He still like points his finger. And I always have to tell him like, what did you do? Like, what's your role in this? But I think it's just human nature to deflect because it's a threat to the ego, right? They don't, people don't want to look in the mirror and go like, Hey, it's my fault, whether I didn't play well or whether I did something stupid or I said something mean, like they don't want to admit that they're wrong. And so it's a constant struggle to continually drill into these kids. Like, Hey, you got to focus on what you can control, which, which includes your behavior. And if you do something wrong, you need to be able to step up and take responsibility. And if you don't, you know, it might not have any consequence today, but in your life, it's going to catch up to you. Yes. And that's, that's the big message that I think I've been, even with my kids too, um, that, and sports is such a great place to practice that, you know, there's not big, huge consequences yet at when you're in, you, you know, when you're in 13, U or 12, U or what you can practice that without it being, you know, the consequences being so big. But I think you've put your finger on something really important because I think the perception of what the consequences are in real life are much bigger than what they are. Meaning people look at 13U or 12U tournaments as being like the be all end all. And what I see in my work with any athlete, whether they're 10, 15, 20, 25, there's some level of perfectionism because there's a perception that you can't make a mistake. And I see it. And there should always be room to make mistakes when you're at least that young to say like, Hey, let's learn from it. It's okay to take chances. It's okay to take risks. You're, you're learning something new. You got to get, try new things to get better. But instead it's, you made that mistake. Don't do it again because it's, you're going to cost us our chances of winning a game. And like, really? Right. Like what's this going to matter in the grand scheme of things? And you mentioned that, you know, kids are quitting like 75% of kids are quitting yep. at 13 around that age. And there's lots yeah. of reasons, but I think that's one of those reasons is that, uh, it's no longer a place for development. And so if the kids don't feel like they can develop and make mm -hmm. mistakes, um, and why would I stay in that? Why would I want to stay in that? It's not fun anymore. It's yeah. not. Um, so yeah, I think that's, you're right. Yeah. And a lot of that comes down, comes down to coaching in some ways, because, you know, again, like this is a passion of mine, but like creating the, the conditions for young people to want to keep coming back. Mm -hmm. Right. And there's a few things that go into it, but I was like, just looking at your website, right. Like, you know, surveying young athletes, right. The things that they're talking about, like community and challenge and accomplishment, right? Like those are the things that are keep someone, keep someone motivated. Like I want to be somewhere where I'm happy, feel good. I'm with people I like, I'm having fun mm -hmm. and I'm getting better, right. right? You know, that matters, right? When, especially as they get older, they know like, am I getting better or am I not getting better? Mm -hmm. And if they feel like they're getting better, well, then they're going to keep coming back because they're going to feel good about like, Hey, I'm going somewhere with this versus like, Oh, this is a dead end. Like, why do I spend 10 hours a week practicing and playing when I'm not getting better. It's just, I might as well go do something else. Yeah. Um, I would just, <clears throat> I would challenge sports parents to mm. refocus on the, the long term of what you you want your athlete to become through sports, not what sports will make them become. <laughs> you know, there is, it's a different perception. I think that sports parents need to, um, to consider so, I mean, obviously the, the organization sort of the name of the organization hints at this, but like, is there a, like a specific target audience that you have or do you, or maybe flip it another way? Like, like who tends to be sort of your, your supporters? That's really an interesting question because I, I feel like it's sort of all, all over the place. I mean, it's not, we have, you know, parents who are just starting out who I think, um, maybe don't want to get caught up in the um, let's keep up with the Joneses kind of thing. Let's. Um, and so they're, they're trying to maybe have, they may have seen the way you sports, like what the environment is, and they maybe don't want to get into that stream of water. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, and so I think we have that, but then we also have 
sports parents, I mean, veteran sports parents who, which is so such a beautiful thing because they've seen it, they've walked through it. So they have wisdom in terms of here's what I would have done differently. Here's what, you know, here's some, some things that I wish I would have known. Um, and so, um, it's really kind of, it's not specific to like, we don't just, you know, it's not for just like athletes that are going into this stage. It's because these are fundamental principles, you know, eating well, moving well, thinking well is a fundamental principle. And it's also one that you come back to at each stage. So even if you, I mean, if you have these fundamentals, when you're starting out, you, even a professional athlete, you come back to these things. Am I eating well? Am I thinking well? You know, if I'm not, what adjustments do I need to make? So it's not something that is, it's something that's universal, um, I think, for any athlete at any stage, any time. Um, yeah. But I think being in a community of like-minded people is huge, right? Yes. Right? So like what you've just described, I think is spot on, right? there. It's almost like a secret society of like the parents who like don't want to be crazy sports parents, but they don't know where to turn because they're in the minority. Right. And, and when you're in that environment, you tend to get caught up in it if you're not intentional because it is emotional and it is your kids. And there is a lot of finger pointing and a lot of complaining and it's easy as humans to get swept up into that. Right. So where do I put myself into a group of people who thinks the way I think where we could say like, Hey, how do I really keep myself on the straight and narrow here? And how do I really go about this the right way? Even yeah. though all the, the, the influence out there is tends to be more toward, I'm saying the negative, but the much more competitive professionalized, you know, industry of youth sports. Right. Yeah. And, and I say that it's kind of this wide path, but I think that what ends up happening is that it narrows itself down because, um, because the ones that stay are the ones who are thinking in that way, like positively, powerfully, productively, you know, they don't want to be in that drama. And so they, they're looking for something to kind of step out of that. And that's what I hope that we provide just that um, positive, powerful, pure, you know, environment where you can do, you can influence, I mean, cause you have influence on your child. I mean, obviously. Yes. And so how are you influencing them and how are you influencing your own mind to influence them? Cause that's a big piece of it. Yeah. So how are you reaching new members or like, how are you growing your community? Yeah, that's, that's a great question. Cause we're really at the very beginning of, um, of getting this membership side out. So there'll be a membership, um, and it's going to be, I don't have the pricing yet because I'm just like trying to figure that out, but it's going to be very low cost. Like just something that, that you can get in and get access to these resources. So nutritionally fit, there'll be um, sports dietitians, there'll be meal plans, there'll be all, you know, things around that. Um, moving well, we have a gal who um, is just a a specialist in movement. Um, and so, and I'm talking movement for all athletes not just, it's not specific to a sport. It's like, if you, you have to, your body has to move properly. Yeah. And so, um, and then, um, mental performance coaches and, and you'll have more access, direct access through, through the membership to them. So that is what is in the works. (laughs) Well, I listen as somebody who is in the same world to a certain extent, you know, we don't do exactly the same thing, but I think one of the biggest challenges being in the field of youth sports is like you want to contribute good. And, but at the same time, like all these things that we do to try to spread a positive message and build a community cost, (laughs) cost money and time. And it's like, I think it's a really, it's a really a big struggle. And I saw this when I was in school for what I was, you know, for my master's in sports psychology is the idea of like talking about asking people to pay money for what you do is very uncomfortable, regardless of what you do. But then you get into this space of like, I just want to help people. And then you're like, well, I don't want to make it too expensive. But then it's like, well, if you don't make enough or you don't bring in enough, you can't actually do it. Right. Yes. So it's like a very tricky fine line, it is, uh, which is I learn about every day. Yeah. That's one of the biggest challenges because if I could just give it for free, I totally would, because that's just, I want, I want parents to have access. I don't want 
I don't want the money to be an issue for, for parents not to get the information that they need. Um, but again, yeah, I, it's just me right now. And so <laughs> my husband's like, you got to charge something yeah, <laughs> or we're not going to be able to keep the lights on. You know, it's just one of those things where you have to, you know, but it's just a balance of trying to figure out, um, what, what that is. And so, um, yeah. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, it's funny. I was thinking about this early on when we started talking about, you know, and I think about this a lot because I feel like now I'm at a point in my, in my career, my business that, you know, I feel like I offer a lot of value. Mm-hmm. Is it for everybody? No. But if you're providing people with value, then they're more than happy, I think, to pay for it if they have the resources, right? Yeah. And so when I think about youth sports and I think about it as a parent, right, like we're spending, I'm spending a ton of money every year on registrations, on uniforms, on tournaments, on travel, you know, to go to all these things. And I rarely ever think of like the value of it. And I think the perception of value is, is my kid, you know, getting better or is Mm -hmm. my kid winning or is my kid going to get a scholarship or, you know, is my kid busy and like, are they getting exposed versus like, really what's the value? The value's in the people, right? You know, mm-hmm. are the coaches, what, you know, or the, do the coaches reflect the value? Does the club, you know, stand for what I stand for? Is my young person getting better as a person, not just mm-hmm. as an athlete? And I think a lot of times we just lose our compass on that, you know, in terms of like what is important, right? Like traveling to tournaments. Yeah. Okay. Like, yeah, if it's important to my kid, it's important to me. And, and if, if they love it, great. But otherwise, if they're going to complain about, you know, going to tournaments on a weekend because they'd rather be with their friends, then like, what are we doing? Exactly. You know, might as well just stay home and hang out with your friends and have a good time. And when you're ready to travel and give up your weekends to play, that's when you do it. Yes. Yeah. That is, you have really, um, yeah, you've hit the nail on the head right there because um, that that's the thing that I think, again, that disconnect that parents may have have lost somewhere along the way is that if, if your kid isn't passionate about it, there is nothing that you're going to be able to do. You're not going to, there's, there's not enough lessons or enough, you know, extra this or that your kid needs to be asking for that. And then you, then you do it. Um, so yeah, I, I think that's, that's one of the things that could help us refocus and redirect is, um, is, I mean, how many parents actually just ask their kid, what is that you love about this sport? What do you love to do? You know, what's, what are you passionate about in this sport? Um, and then, and then asking, okay, well, if you, if your kid wants to make some goals from that, great. And then you support that. But, um, I think often we're looking at the end game and then we're, hoping our kid will do what they need to do to get to the end game. But we haven't even asked them. (laughs) Right. We're making the assumptions or we're thinking for them about this is what the end goal is. And we're, we're making that assumption, whether it's, we know better or this is the way it makes us feel. And so we just assume they want the same thing. And that creates the conditions for a lot of pressure for kids. Cause now again, like I think what parents don't realize, and I, this is only my working theory, right? Like this is not based in ev- any sort of evidence or any sort of anything. But like, I always say like, you know, as soon as we criticize our young person, our kid about sp- their sporting performance, it automatically goes to the place of you don't love me. Right, which is really extreme, but it is this very conditional thing of like, you know, like I'm out there trying my best, I'm having a good time, and I'm, I'm having fun. And now, meanwhile, you're coming back and you're criticizing me for something I did or didn't do. It makes me feel really bad about myself. Don't you just, you know, love me for who I am? And I think that, you know, it's just people are, we're all very critical. And, you know, talking about car rides home, right? Like a car ride home is like, I usually don't say anything unless they bring it up. But what I will do is if if I feel like the effort or the attitude wasn't very good, I might highlight that in the car ride home because, you know, they need to hear that because that's controllable. And I think a lot of times it's like, hey, you don't play well, who cares? But if you go out there and act the way you did or you didn't try your hardest, like to me, that's inexcusable. And it also leads to a bigger conversation for me. It's like, well, do you really want to play? Right? Because if you don't want to play, then don't do it right? You know, if you're just want results or you just want to like be the star 
and you don't want to try hard when things aren't going your way, then why are we here? Yes. I think, yeah, I think that's the thing that, that for me, it's like effort. It's like, I just want to see your effort. I want to see, you know, I want to see you run fully out (laughs) into the field and back into first base and run out. I mean, I just want to see that effort. And when that effort isn't there, then yeah, that I think that's a conversation that you can have. And then naturally leads to, okay, if the effort's not there, is it just because you don't care? Is it because you don't really want to play? Is it, you know, what is it? Or are you just not putting in the effort that you need to, to match your goals? That kind of, I think that that's a good discussion um, versus just criticizing. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, one of the things I try to do is put myself in their shoes, which is to say like, what if it was just a bad day? Right. Like what if it was just like, hey, there's other stuff going on that I don't know about and you're having a crappy day or you don't feel as good as, you know, maybe you wanted to or, you know, whatever. Like it's okay. Like it's okay if you have a bad day too. And I think that sometimes for them it feels like it's not okay to have a bad day. It's 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 not okay to not play well. It's not okay to go out there and get your butt kicked because it's gonna happen. It's life, right? And I think a lot of times they feel like, you know, this was really terrible when it was just a bad day. And you know, that's, you know, that's, that's important too. We're going to have a lot of bad days, you know, <laughs> and, no, right. you, know you got to learn how to deal with them. Um, yeah, that's part of the process. And that's part of this, that's part of this learning curve. And I think, I think we've lost our, I don't know, our focus on the importance of the learning curve and that they, they they're coming down this road, right. And it's going to be bumpy at points. Um, but they have, but they have to be focused on something in the future that keeps them motivated to go Correct. down that road. There's yeah. nothing we can place in, you know, at the end in the future for them, that's ours, that to get them to come down that road, they have to, you know, they're, go- they're at A and they're going to B. their B has to be something that they're excited about. Yes. And I, I think that that's absolutely right, right? Like if they're not, if there's not something bigger for them to shoot for, it, it's really going to be hard to maintain the motivation and the focus. But I think, and this is something I do with athletes all the time in terms of setting goals is to say, if you just set a goal, like for the future and outcome, and you don't have any process behind it, you're going to get really discouraged when things aren't going that way, right? So you have a long-term goal, but in the short term, what am I doing that I can control that is contributing to that long-term goal? That's going to increase my chances of success, not guarantee it, but increase the chances. Am I doing those little things every day? And am I able to measure it so that I can say, hey, I've done all these things for the last two or three months and I've given myself a much better chance two years from now to get to where I want to go. And I think a lot of times goal setting is just like, hey, I'm going to go to the major leagues. Okay. What, well, what are you going to do? Is that realistic? You know, who's going to hold me to account? If, if it's not working, what am I going to change? And that's a process that I think a lot of people don't really understand. And it's not their fault. It's just, you know, they're not, they're just not, they're not aware of, you know, that side of it. And I think it's just education. I was about to say that's, that's the thing is that, I don't think it's just they don't know. Then when you know, you do better. And so um, I just had a conversation with my daughter about this because she has some pretty big um, goals for her dance. So she's a competitive dancer and she has some pretty big goals. And we were, she was saying, you know, we were just talking about things and, and I had to say to her, okay, what did you do today about that goal for for the future. So what, what, what was the activity today that contributed to that? And she's like, she didn't really have anything. <laughs> so, um, uh, you know, I'm hoping that it's making her think, okay, that I have to drill down to what I'm doing today for that goal, for the bigger goal, like you were saying. Yeah. So I think you, and, and, and I think what you just described in that example with your daughter is something that is really important for parents which is to say, asking more questions. I get asked by a lot of my, the parents of my client, young clients, like, what should I do differently? Which I have to say, 
to, the, to these parents' credit, and maybe it's just self-selection because they're the ones who are hiring me. So like they have a more open mind about the mental side of sport, but they will come to me and be like, Hey, what can I do differently? Cause this is what I'm seeing and I'm frustrated. And I always say generally ask more questions because that's the way I'm trained in my work, which is to say, it has to be, it's like, if it's, if it's not my idea, it's not a good one. You have to put the idea, let them think it through and really take ownership of it by asking the question versus like telling them, Hey, you need to do this, right? Those, you might get to the same answer, but it's not the same thing, right? What do you, what did you do today in service of that long-term goal? Nothing. Okay. Right. But, but don't be surprised if the consequence of that is not what you want it to be. So tomorrow, what are you going to do? Are you going to pick back up and do something dedicated to that long-term goal or are you going to do nothing again? Again, it's okay if you do nothing again, but don't be surprised when you don't get any closer to where you want to go. And I think that really resonates with kids because then it puts it into their court, right? To say like, hey, it's on me. That's it's the my responsibility. Piece. Yeah, exactly. They, mm-hmm. Right. And you're not criticizing them for not doing it. You're just saying, Hey, if you want this, you got to do this. And if you don't do that, that's okay. But if you don't do that, you're not going to get what you want. Right. So, you know, five years from now, don't come back to me saying you're surprised that you didn't make it. Cause I remember five years ago when you said you did nothing today. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's so true. That's, that's, you're spot on with that. Is there anything you've heard from a parent or family specifically in sort of building, you know, sports moms, now sports parents united, that's really sort of like hit you hard or, or really influenced you? Oh, wow. You know, and this is more recent. Um, I think one of the things that, um, just hit me recently was, I've just seen more and more in sports parents, you know, Facebook groups and and different groups, um, just this level of frustration about behaviors in sports. And and I'm talking kids on the field and also adults um, and also like how, how adults interact with like the referees and the umpires and just this heightened level of disrespect. And, you know, for some reason, I really believe that sports would rise to the occasion and not, and would influence culture and not be influenced by culture. But I don't know that that's happening. And that has just really like saddened me (laughs) recently. It also gives me hope that we're having conversations like this and that other parents are starting to see that and understand that there has to be a change. Otherwise we will, we will continue down this path. And it has to start, I mean, it's not going to start with the kids. It's going to start with the adults, with with the parents, um, with the coaches. And so um, that was just something that um, it just really kind of hit me hard. I I wasn't, you know, I really did kind of feel like, okay, sports is going to be this place. Because I always felt that way. Like that's a place where... um, the culture wouldn't influence, we would influence the culture versus the other way around. And, and so, um, I don't know if that's answered or answers your question that you asked, but I think that that's, um, and that's also why, why sports parents United exists. Um, so I guess that's, yeah. Yeah. And I think that's, I think it's, I think it's on point, right. That's what I observe as well. Uh, and I think there's a lot of reasons why Mm -hmm. that level of, disrespect or that level of animosity kind of takes place on youth sports fields. I think there's a lot of reasons why that is, but it doesn't, it doesn't make it right. And I think, Mm -hmm. listen, I I think, you know, a lot of this is just the human condition, right? There are some people and I'll call myself included in this, even as somebody who's passionate about it, like, I don't like conflict. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't want to be that guy who acts like a jerk and and even if I feel like I'm right in doing so, I try to keep it to myself because A, I don't want to escalate something in front of these kids, which I did recently, but it was, I felt like it was just one of those things that had to come out. And then I regret the way I did it, right? Like what you say and how you say it and how you do it is different than the message, right? That's part of it. And we're human, we're emotional. But I think what I see from a lot of parents is, is that they just, they almost think that they're wrong or they're, they're the ones that are sort of, you know, being quiet is like, I don't know, like they don't care, almost like they don't care. 
right? And they feel like the parents are more vocal, like they take a backseat to them because they don't want to like get caught up in it or start a conflict or whatever. So they just sort of watch it. But then you hear people kind of behind the scenes talking like, oh, did you see that? And like, why are these people yelling? And this is crazy. And I even hear it from the kids sometimes, like the parents on the sidelines are driving me crazy. Like they don't stop talking and screaming about stuff they don't know, don't know anything about. And it's just like this, like a, very much a he, he said, she said, she said culture, Rather than like just kind of like having a direct conversation about, hey, like this needs to change because it's not cool. Yeah. Because I think if you ask the kids directly, they're going to tell you the truth. Like, I don't like that. Absolutely. Like, I don't like when parents yell at me. I don't, they don't know what they're talking about. I wish they would just be quiet and like they're making me uncomfortable. It's putting me under pressure. Like, I mean, parents, sometimes I don't think they see themselves either. You know, they just sort of think they're doing the right thing. Right. And that's, and that's, yeah, that's my, that's my hope that, that parents um, will just take, will step back and take a moment and just look in the mirror and, and be honest and say, and I've had to do it. I, I mean, I get passionate and I've had to, I've had to step back and say, okay, d- are you part of the problem here? <laughs> Because if I'm part of the problem, then I need to make a change. And that is my that is my hope is that um, parents will just step back and um, just humble themselves to take a minute and and see if they are contributing to the problem. And if they are, um, Sports Parents United is here to help. Like you, we we can get you focused on things mm-hmm. that will take you away from all that drama. You'll, you'll be focused on positive things, you know, like things that really matter, things that you can um, do in the long term. Like just love, like our the motto: love first, sports second. What does that mean? I mean, that's going to mean something different to every parent that's coming to that to that, but. I hope that it means that in the long term, you will see yourself in this process and you will see what, what am I contributing to the process that, is it good? Is it bad? Is what, what is that, that I can do differently? Where am I, where am I in this process? Am I parenting out of fear or am I parenting? Because I think a lot of the things that is just an, a lot of the things that happen are, are underlying fears for parents, sure. uh, fear of missing out, fear of, you know, all these fears. Can we look at those and be honest about them? And when we do, we can make changes. It is, it's within our ability to do that. Just like our athletes, we're asking our athletes to do the same thing. Look at the process. Where in the process are you? Can you make, you know, tweaks here and there? We can do that as parents too. Um, but we have to, we have to get real and, and, and look at ourselves and say, and, and my hope is that, um, sports parents will do that. We'll, we'll really do that. Yeah. I I love that. Like that question, like, am I part of the problem? Right. Or Mm -hmm. the flip side of that is, am I part of the solution? Solution. Yes. Right. And if I'm, if I can't, you know what I'm saying? Like, if I can't ask myself, am I part of the solution? Then I'm part of the problem. Right. So if I'm part of the problem, the next question is, and you said it is, what can I do differently to contribute more positively to the environment so that everyone is better? Right. And I think a lot of this comes down to time horizons. Right. If we're thinking about the long term horizon of like life after sports, like just being good people and being productive members of society, being active in adulthood like then the choices become much clearer. Mm-hmm. But when the when the, the choices that we're making are predicated on the next three to five years of a young athlete's life because we're trying to achieve some sort of outcome goal because I want my kid to go here or my kid wants to go here and th- do this and make money and all these things, then we sort of lose sight of what's important, what's right. And we sort of put our principles to the side or we we just do for the sake of, an outcome and all the stuff that's really important isn't important now because I've got to like put everything into getting a result. And that, you know, it's like money, right? You know, we go to work every day. Sometimes I did this for years. Like, Oh, I just want to make more money. I want to make more money. I want to make more money. And, and you'll do anything to continue to make more money. But like, when is it ever enough? And like, 
how, what kind of person am I becoming now that I'm working 12 to 14 hour days and I'm running all over the place and you know, everything is like secondary to work. It's just one example, but it's the same thing, right? We just sort of, our judgment becomes clouded. And as parents, if we're thinking about our kids as people and their long-term well-being, the, the answers become much clearer very quickly. Yes, I, I think that's true. And, um, and, and again, it's, it's our job as the parent to stop and assess that. Like, I love what you said, I think early on about you have, you know, you have values that you're, that drive your family, that drive you. Um, are you setting those aside when sports right. get involved? Because I think that's what we do sometimes. Uh-huh. We set aside exactly. these values that we've set up in our families and our it, for ourselves. And then somehow those get cloudy because of just getting sucked into this um, vortex of <laughs> sports that necess- doesn't necessarily produce the best product in the, in the long term. And so um, as sports parents, we've got to, we've got to see where we are in that process. Um, and everybody's at different places, right? We've got, you've got kids that are just starting out and you can, you can step into the process and have it just be a really healthy and wonderful experience. Or you've got kids that are sort of already in the process and maybe not headed in the right direction. So we got to reassess at that point. Okay. Where, where are we? Can we can we step out of this and how do we do that if we're not happy with where we're headed? Um, but it's, but definitely time to assess ourselves as, as, you know, step back and take a, take a look at the big picture. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Look at the big picture. I think that's right. So I guess as an organization, you know, obviously you've rebranded, you're kind of just still figuring things out, but the mission is really clear. But if you had to look into the future, you had a crystal ball, like what's, what's the goal, you know, and it doesn't necessarily have to be a number or a metric, but like, what's the ultimate goal for sports parents United? Oh, wow. Yeah. That's, uh, that's sorry. I didn't mean to put you on the spot. No, no, that's a good one. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good one. Um, you know, I, the ultimate goal is for sports parents United to influence youth sports in a positive direction. And that sounds really like uh, vague, but it's really, I mean, specifically through the organization and focusing on these fundamentals and getting parents to look at the big picture and to really love first, love first, sports second. Um, I I think that that's, my hope is that it would be a a positive influence um, in, in youth sports and that Really parents who, you know, are, like you said earlier, who who are thinking, already thinking along these lines would come to Sports Parents United and find a community of other sports parents mm-hmm. who feel that same way. Yeah. I, I Listen, I think s- s- simple is better. And I think if you think of love for sports second, you can easily make decisions on a day-to-day basis if you have that in the front of your mind, every decision is going to be a good one, right? And you're going to have a positive influence. Whatever that ends up meeting doesn't matter as much as the mission. And I think that's the way I look at my work, which is to say, hey, I'm here to help young people just be better people and be better athletes. And if if I'm making decisions that serve that purpose, that mission, then I'm good. And whatever happens, happens. And I think it's sometimes we're so caught up in goals and metrics and measurables and outcomes like we do in sports about wins and losses and numbers and things. And it's not just, Hey, why am I doing this? If, if I live my purpose, then it kind of is probably going to work out. You know, I would love gonna... to see more kids, um, playing longer and loving and having a passion. I would love to see more passion in, um, youth sports and, and not passion. I mean, well-directed passion. <laughs> yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, Right. Passion for the experience, not passion for the result. Yes. Yes. Um, So the last question I'll ask, and I ask this to everybody and it means something different, I guess, to everybody, but like in your case, like if you had to give one piece of advice to a sports parent, what would it be? Well, it would be love first, sports second. It really would. Um, It it would, and and that's going to mean, again, that's going to mean something different to, to every 
Like I'm not, I'm not defining that for you, but I'm saying that if you come to the, if you come to your journey with your athlete, loving first sports second. Um, the other thing is, you know, fundamentals first success second. Like if you stay focused on the fundamentals, success is going to come. So, um, just those things and they're simple, you know, it's, it's, I think, and, and I did this too. I think I complicated things for a long time. And then it just felt like the simple, we got to get back <laughs> to the simple messages. <laughs> but I think that that's a really critical thing to understand. And it's something I, I talk to young people about all the time is like, sometimes it's not throwing more things at a problem. It's actually taking things out of the equation so you could focus on what's most important, keeping it simpler, right? What do you do well and do more of it? And what are you not doing that's not serving you? Take it out versus like, let's pile on a bunch of stuff that's not working. And I think when you when you ask somebody a question or you give them something very simple to digest, then it's on them to interpret it the way they want to. And then they can go do it in that in their own way to have that autonomy and it's sort of the same thing with athletes, right? If you give them the rope to go figure out things on their own, they're probably going to figure it out and do it well. Uh, if we try to control them and tell them what to do, it's, and parents too, right? If I, if I tell a parent you're wrong, like the way you're doing this for your kid is the wrong way. They are not going to be happy because it's true. It's their kid, not, not mine. And so with that, um, can you just quickly tell everybody where we can find you? Um, yes. <laughs> Um, sportsparentsunited.com right now is the only, um, place that you can find me. <laughs> it's a good place to go. Hey, yeah. I'm there right now. I'm looking right at it. So check it out. You can learn more about the organization, how you can get involved. Um, Beth, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. It's been a long time coming. We've had to I know. Thank you for all your flexibility <laughs> <laughs> in scheduling this. It's just, I, it's just been an honor. Thank you so much. Thank you for the work that you're doing. Um, you. I appreciate it, it, it. Yeah, it's important. So keep, keep taking steps. That's what I keep telling my kids. Too, so. <laughs> it's all I could do every day. Yeah. But I, again, thank you so much for the work that you do. And it was great to have you on and thank you. Uh, I'll talk to you soon. All right. Thank you. So what was your biggest takeaway from my conversation with Beth Jessup? For me, it's that parents must know how to model positive behaviors for young athletes rather than just saying the right things. Sports parenting is complex, emotional, and often leads adults to behave in a way that doesn't align with their values. My suggestion to sports parents is to be clear on your values when investing in your child's sports experience. It's easy for all of us, myself included, to get caught up in the superficial elements of youth sports, such as our child's performance and recognition within the community. However, we must remember that sports are merely a vehicle for building character for a lifetime. I want to thank Beth for her kind generosity and the wisdom she shared with the Freshman Foundation community. You can learn more about Beth and Sports Parents United on Facebook and at their website, sportsparentsunited.com. To learn how mental performance coaching can help your mind work for you rather than against you, visit michaelvhuber.com. Thank you for listening. We'll see you back soon for episode 44. Mike Huber is the founder and owner of Follow the Ball Coaching, located in Fairhaven, New Jersey. He is a mental performance coach and business advisor dedicated to serving athletes just like you reach their full potential on and off the court. The Freshman Foundation is all about helping you get to the next level. For more information, follow along on Instagram at The Freshman Foundation. Please subscribe. Give us a like on iTunes, Spotify, leave a review, tell a friend. Most importantly, come back in two weeks, ready to get better.